What's up, everybody? You're listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man, just like you. If you are new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Welcome back, my 3% brothers. This week is such an awesome episode, in my opinion. Fellow 3% man, Facebook page moderator Luke, joins me again from his palatial estate in Bristol, England, where he tells me of a recent outing with himself and his buddy and how they went around practicing game and pickup in real time. He talked about strategies that worked and some that didn't. He also gives us a lot of insight into ways that he tests and qualifies women as well as ways that he makes women qualify themselves. It's a long episode, but well worth it. So grab some popcorn and take lots of notes. When we come back from this quick break, we'll start off with my conversation with Luke. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. Okay, yeah, I, so I, uh, I did think it was going to be 10 again, so uh, I, uh, I will, we'll get it. We'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, I, had the, I, had the, I told you about this, right? I had the same problem when I uh, met with Jose yesterday. For some, yeah. It's the fucking time difference, you know? <laughs> I, I, for some reason, thought it was three o'clock my time, but it was three o'clock his time and one o'clock my time. And I was out riding my bike and he pings me going, hey, I'm, I'm on Zoom. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So this, um, this could be somewhat off the cuff, but that's going to make things more fun. I have budged together the uh, absolute essential parts of, of what this is all about. I think off the cuff is the best, you know, I think it's more natural to have an off the cuff conversation than to have some, something scripted, you know? So yeah, let's, let's do this shit. So you were, you were telling me, uh, was it yesterday or was it, 
or yesterday was it... i i was yeah. out on the streets running that cold game on the prowl with your with your buddy right yeah yeah with my buddy who's um he's very new to it i mean he was a huge alpha back in university but the last sort of a couple of years he's just uh you know settled a little bit and got himself out of debt and played played it safe you know saved up money and now he feels that he's He's coming to his peak SMV 34. Now he wants to get out there and hit the game again. So it's, it can be, I can see his experience coming out sometimes, but at the same time, he, he sometimes is a bit more hesitant. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, come on, we're going in. Yeah, all right. I wish, you know, like you and I have talked about it, how um, I'm, I live in like the middle of nowhere and I don't really have any like pals. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I kind of wish I had, you know, somebody that's like a little bit closer to my age that wanted to go out and, and go run some game, like a wingman, you know, yeah. but I don't have that. I like, I was telling you that story, uh, was it, uh, Wednesday or no Thursday I was out with my son. I guess yeah. he's, he's like my little wingman, but it's <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what would be good about him is that it's social proofing. Because the thing is, when you go out on your own, it is much, much harder to show, to prove that, to build comfort and rapport and to prove that you are a normal day-to-day person. So having a dog, having a son, or in my case, going out with my friend, who again is also a very functional, normal looking dude and quite good looking alpha guy as well, that instantly shows, oh, he's not a complete psychopath. So their guard lowers a little bit. So having having your son with you is very good social proof that oh hey he's not he doesn't just live under the bridge and inject. <laughs> Who says I don't? No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> all the time, <laughs> just just only on days that end in why? Um, yeah, exactly. And there's <laughs> there's another good one. You see that that what we just did there was a disqualifier. So for example, if the girl says to you, do you don't do drugs, do you? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm so clean. I, I, I only drink tap water. The answer is, well, sometimes. Depends who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> got it, yeah. Why, have you got any? <laughs> yeah, what are you offering? Uh, I didn't realize I was coming to a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so, so tell us the story about uh, what you guys did yesterday, like some of the approaches, the successes, the... Because I know you got you got at least a no, like one or two numbers, right? Uh, yeah. So I found two girls who had genuine out of the. I did. I approached about thirteen women yesterday. Some of them were groups of two, and some of them weren't. So the the double act we have is very powerful. But quite often, I will kind of use him as a time constraint and social proof. So he'll be stood over there looking at his phone. I'll go, excuse me. I can't stay long because you do the time constraint and you like, you know, phone, oh, he's going to disappear. He's not a total creep. I'm with my buddy over there. Okay. He has a friend. Um, but I would really kick myself if I didn't come say hi to you. You know, you're kind of cute. Uh, wanted to see if we vibe or, you know, something along those lines. It's, it's different every time, you know, but I'd, I'd sort of then get in there and then I'd use the Corey Wayne technique of saying, what's your name? And then wait. And, uh, the very first approach, I was just, it's always a really, really bad one. 
Now, I've seen people on forums saying, oh, I gave up on women because I did two approaches and they both blew me off. The first, usually it's the first two go horrifically wrong because you're so in your own head, your heart is pounding. And so the first one, I was like, oh, hey, um, I just saw you. I like your hair. Do you know what I mean? I, I totally froze, didn't really know what to say. And I was intimidated. She was intimidated. She was like, oh, I... Uh, I kind of need to go meet someone. And I was like, okay, well, have a nice day. Um, the second one, again, I still hadn't, hadn't shaken off the, what is it? The cobwebs yet. I still hadn't got into the cold water. I did another one and I was like, oh, are you lost? Or are you just walking really, really slowly? Because there was a girl who clearly wasn't from around there. And she was like, oh no, I'm just taking my sweet time. Yeah. Asked her a few questions. She just sort of was like, meh. And then I, I wandered off. And then I saw her a few minutes later with her boyfriend saying, well, I can't take you anywhere. Um, <laughs> the third one was a group of two. And my buddy, um, he just, for whatever reason, the anxiety just got to him and he couldn't do it. So I went in on my own and... Uh, they were like, you know, that's really cute and all, but uh, I think we're just happier chilling out on our own. And so I was like, okay, buddy, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to figure this out. You know, you if we're gonna do this, then I I, I would I, I need you to come and at least back me up. <laughs> and then we were walking, and we we're like, let's just go and sit on this bench for a bit. And then two chicks just were walking towards the same bench, and I was like, I'll race you for the bench. And so this, this natural organic approach just happened. Mm. And out of the two chicks, one of them took a liking to my buddy. And I think she was smoking hot. And he didn't really seem that into her. But the other one took a strong liking to me and was warming to me. Um, and so we just kind of gamed them, um, naturally spoke to them. They asked what I do. And uh, I just instinctively gave, you can, you can either give a, a, a real job title, you give your real job, or you can be silly and clown around, but you can only give two funny answers. You mustn't give three funny answers. So you can give a funny name and a funny job, but then don't, then, do you know what I mean? You, you can give two, two funny back to back, but not three, then you just become a clown. So I said, mm. um, I said, oh, I'm a stripper. And then they said, what about him? And I said, yeah, he's my pimp. And we were like, yeah, you guys look like the age, the age group who, who we usually market to. We're out looking for clients. And the girl who liked me uh, has actually, actually had some, some like cramps and she was on the bench, needed to sort of trying to get her breath back. And she said, oh, thinking about you made me feel a lot better. And we had this huge sexualized conversation. Nice. And Dude, that's, a, that's a good sign right there. Yeah. And then... Um, we went around, did a few others that didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and what I, what I noticed was, so there was people queuing to get into a cafe, two girls. And I thought, we'll do our double act again. But, you know, they were kind of, you know, in transit going somewhere we weren't going. And I noticed that that never works. Unless mm -hmm. you're in that queue with them together, or you're walking the same direction that they're going, if you know, it's kind of like, or oh, they're at their de destination, then they don't want to do it. It's uncomfortable for them. Um, 
So they weren't digging it, so we kept going. And then we did a circuit, and then we saw the two girls from before again. And so we, went, we, we then got them to qualify with the, well, you know, so it was a whole, you know, oh, we need to stop meeting each other like this. We had this huge, you know, playful banter. And then we went for the, tell me what's, uh, tell me something unique and interesting about you. And it flipped the script on its head. It totally flipped the script on his head because before that point we said, you know, they're from a different area. We said, what are you doing later? Why don't you come hang out, have a drink with us later? They were like, um, the one who didn't like me was like, no, we, we, we're going for a drink with someone else. But once we pulled that card, their attraction went straight up. And I think their attraction then went to about a five, possibly six. And they were then trying really hard to qualify themselves. Um, you know, trying to come up with something and say, well, what about you? What's unique and interesting about you? And it almost looked like they wanted me to give them one more chance for the drink, but we didn't do it. Got it. Why didn't you do it? Um, I, in the heat of the moment, I just didn't think to do it. I didn't think, well, because what I should have done was done a bit of a take back and say, well, you said you didn't want to come for that drink. So I probably shouldn't, you know, like, like I'm almost tempted to give you another chance at that drink, but uh, nah, you, you didn't want to do it. We're good. Or something, some kind of a take back would have been good. Some kind of, a, a, you know. You lost your opportunity. That's it. <laughs> With that's all it. this. <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think what happened next, which ones, which ones we, we met next. Well, before um, before you go on to that, where are you doing all of this stuff? Because I'm I'm just uh, I'm trying to picture where I would fucking go for something like this, and in my area, I I, I know you've been to the states, but I doubt you've been to Western Colorado. No, Western Colorado is full, chock full of women that I like to refer to as corn-fed women. <laughs> Very. Mm husky you know very they like their food let me just say that you know and uh so like whenever i go out like i went out today to the store and i was like oh you know maybe i'll run into someone down here and then i just everywhere around was just these like real thick ass women you know and i was just like fuck <laughs> this, yeah this area sucks and then i had to change my mindset about that i was like nope nope there's there's thin women here there's thin women here i i, I just haven't seen them today you know i really mm. have to change my mindset about it but i, I was just trying to try to picture this because you had in the same evening multiple opportunities yeah this was a day game so we started about three in the afternoon and finished about six in the evening i think so where like where are you guys going for this okay so in bristol we have um there's a there's a really nice like uh sort of quite posh part that's very green it's got a lot of green parts to it it's got it's got parks it's got huge fields in the middle of it randomly it's got woodsy bits it's got like kind of more villagey so it's more kind of small but it's part of a city mm -hmm. um, like uh for the american guys something like like central park in new york yeah a lot okay. like that. Okay. So we were going around the sort of the grassy bit, a lot like Central Park. Um, and, um, 
and then and then you would say it would be potentially a lot like the upper west side or a lot like say park slope quite um in brooklyn quite um you know quite classy a lot of like nice trees and cafes and very very a bit much more casual than the big bustly city okay Got it. um so that paints pictures so we started up on the downs on the grassy bits and the woodsy bits and we made our way down into the what we call clifton village and it's so it's basically a really kind of small town atmosphere but there's a lot of people a lot of university students a lot of tourists go there um and so we then do these circuits around, around the sort of more chilled out bits of town. But there's still a lot of people out there, especially on a nice day. Got it. Okay. And even during like this COVID stuff, because I was, when I was talking to Jose yesterday, who's in Chile, he said like his town is completely on fucking lockdown still. Like it's the beginning of COVID. He says everything's closed still. But so it yeah. sounds like it's a little more open, like kind of like where I'm at. Yeah, England have, uh, I'm going to say that we've done a pretty pretty good job at keeping a grip on the numbers. Um, you know, our cafes and bars and shops are all open again. I mean, you have to sanitize your hands every like 1.5 seconds, but, uh, you know, you have to wear all the masks and stuff. But people are beginning to get bored of it now. <laughs> people are starting to get a bit closer to each other again. It's It's kind of, you know, that craze is beginning to just about wear off but it is still harder a lot harder than it was before to interact with people got it okay yeah it's here it's not hard at all it's uh you know people the people this whole time have been like dating and stuff like that i felt like at the beginning when everything was completely shut down that was the first time i ever took the opportunity to invite a chick over to like directly over to my house on a second date because yeah. I was like, there's nothing else going on. Why don't you come over to my house? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, that works. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Now, now I just do that. Now that everything's open, I just do that on a second date. Why don't you come over to my house? And then, pup pow. Straight <laughs> to the indoor Olympics after a bit of talking and fun and drinks. Yeah. It's like a, 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 a lamb to the lion's den, you know? Absolutely. I like that because that's very direct. You know, you've had the first day, you know who I am, you've got a taste of it, you've got an idea. Um, I, I should start doing that because what I will do on that second date is I'll still do something around town first or some kind of activity, some kind of a walk, some kind of a bar or something before I take them back here. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's cut straight to it. Yeah, just invite them over. Hey, I'll cook you dinner. You yeah. know, we'll have some wine. You know, maybe watch a little Netflix and uh, chill. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I've got the, um, I've got the Merlot, but I bought some chocolates for the, the date who didn't turn up today. And um, I, I ate them myself. <laughs> hey, fucking more for you. Yeah, I ain't drinking no fucking Merlot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen that movie. So no, okay. I didn't think so. so let's uh, actually let's uh, take a quick break for a sponsor. Mm. When we come back. We'll uh, we'll talk about the 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 next step after this was uh, what the third group of chicks that you ran into again or something like that. So we'll. Um, 
Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with that. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> the magic wow, of editing. Quicker than I expected. Yeah, the magic of editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we uh, stopped another group in their tracks, you know, properly. Something that's very important in approaching is never to be sort of shy or hesitant or apologetic. You know, you properly put your real hands right up and say, excuse me. Absolutely. Mm. Wait till you've got their full attention. And then I said something like, oh, we just saw you, thought you looked nice, wanted to meet you. What are your names? And, and they were very, you know, low attraction, very unresponsive. Mm-hmm. And so my body said, are we stopping you? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we need to go that way. We need to see somebody. And so this was another indicator of we were going that way. We were going one way. They were going the other way. They really don't like being stopped. They don't like the best times we had were where they'd arrived at that destination, be it a bench, be it a park, be it a bar. Mm. Uh, and so a few minutes after that, there was two Latino chicks. This is where it got good. And we were just joking around and laughing. I wasn't even, I just wasn't even thinking about it, but we were actually walking next to them. And I was like, Oh, Hey, uh, you know, are you from Spain? And I, I can't remember actually where they were from. One of them was Italian. One of them was, Brazilian or something and I then instantly went for a qualifier and said well you know all the girls I've known from wherever tend to be really really fun and you know outgoing and like to party whatever I said you know are you guys cool and fun because I I really like Latino chicks they are straight to the point brother you are you are preaching the gospel right I love Hispanic chicks Latino chicks man they uh they love to fuck. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. I do. They're my, my favorites, man. They're, my, they're basically kind of have an attitude a bit more like a dude, really. Kind of, yeah. Uh, my my the second girlfriend, second major girlfriend I had in my like in my life, uh, like in high school, was this Latina chick. And good lord, every time we got together, it was guaranteed sex every time. And yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy crap, this is magical. She was a like her personality was trash. We only lasted like seven months and I, I couldn't stand her anymore. But, but just the fact that every time we met up, it was guaranteed sex. It was like, fuck yeah. And then, um, uh, shit test girl. She, she's Latina. Is she? Yeah. I, I have to admit. And you know, 
I have not yet had a successful relationship with English or American chicks. I, I can't. They, 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 they've had it too good. They've been very spoiled, mostly. Because okay. even um, in England, I mean, in Britain, we've got Wales and Scotland. And even Wales and Scotland, the chicks there are a lot more, uh, you know, they, they've had to often grow up in quite rural areas. So they would have had to really make friends with their neighbors, you know, get wood for the fire. This is, this is probably really offensive actually. So anyone who's not from that kind of background, but um, you know, it generally, they tend to be more humble. They yeah. tend to be more family orientated and I, I get along with them more direct as well. I think, I think, um, I mean, this is all speculation, but just from my personal experience, people like that, are typically a little more conservative and conservative women are generally brought up in traditional male female gender roles where you know females uh you know they cook they clean they take care of their husbands you know they you know they do stuff that the traditional you know female roles do and they're generally like more appreciative of they're men, especially if they're men are masculine men and are, are, you know, take on the traditional male roles. Yeah. So, so yeah. So then you get Uh, these, you get these, uh, chicks that grew up in like big cities and they get these like liberal attitudes and, you know, they start sort of leaning towards like feminism and that their shit don't stink and they are just fucking garbage to be around. (laughs) <laughs> absolute trash yeah and so and so this is why um it's so important to screen um yes. you know um should we should we talk about the whole thing about screening and neediness and if a girl doesn't screen you how bad that is perhaps we should go into that yeah, one. That, yeah we should go into that <laughs> okay. so, I, I had to learn the hard way with needy chick and uh drunk girl or local chick whatever i i call her these days you know they were both like too easy and they were yeah. both trash, you know? That's it. So it's a huge, you know, you want to be screened. You really do. You don't necessarily want to be shit tested more multiple times, but a, a bit of screening and a shit test is very, very comforting for men and women because it says this person has standards. They're not just going to fuck anything with a pulse because gents you don't really want a chick who's needy and desperate and will fuck anything with a pulse even if you've had a 10-year dry spell and this happens let's go into the needy chick that i had so let's just say that it was from bumble for the privacy whatever um this chick reached out to me and she you know was quite good looking she seemed quite nice but she was sending me essay after essay paragraph after paragraph um (laughs) And um, I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. And then I noticed that she talked about having CPTSD, which is complex PTSD. And I didn't really look into what all that means. And she also said that she wanted a man to help her through it. That's a big red flag. It's not, that's not what relationships are for. That's what therapy is for. So this, this is already incredibly off-putting. And I, I sort of said, you know, hey, I, I don't, I don't think I can give you what you need. You know, I don't think so. I put up a resistance and, and I'm not sure I can give you what you're looking for right now. Maybe, you know, um, I, I could only ever see it being a fling with the distance that we are and what you're looking for. 
And in girl talk, that means no. And she, a normal woman would understand that hint better than a man. Mm-hmm. And so what she did then was she said, oh, no, no, I'm, I could happily come to you. And, you know, my, I, I could even uh, commute. Uh, I could even change. Uh, there's, my company has a branch in Bristol, which is where I live. And I was like, oh, shit, that's far too heavy for a first conversation the idea of relocating for me. You haven't even met in person and she's already like, I'm going to move to you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what yep. <laughs> Absolutely no screening. Absolutely no shit test. Absolutely zero resistance. And she's throwing herself at me. And then when I said, okay, um, you know, perhaps we can meet up in Bristol. I just made a suggestion. And then she, within about five minutes, replied back saying, I've already booked my hotel on the waterfront. And I was like, wait, well, what? <laughs> I, already then, bought, I already bought matching diamond rings and <laughs> we're going to get married. What the fuck? No. I was like, this is so fucking creepy. So I was like, okay. And that was before I'd even said which venue we were going to meet up and confirmed or anything. So I was like, okay. So I felt like I should go through it. Then I went and Googled what CPTSD was. Do you remember when I did that? And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you sent me a, you sent me a screenshot of the explanation of that. I was like, fuck, dude. You know, that, this, is, this, this whole thing talks to the importance of doing the exercise in the book uh, that Corey wants you to do where you write out your list of wants and don't wants, you know, and uh, dating essentials for men, they, they have the same exercise, but it's important to, to have what you like, understand what you don't want so that you pay attention to these red flags yeah. because it's so easy in the moment. And, and when you're like horny as hell to yep. overlook this shit. But if you, no, if you have it written down, mental issues is on my do not want list. Yeah. You're just, oh, you you have CPTSD. All right. Well, best of luck with that. You're out. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Absolutely. And and the fact that I had zero resistance. And so then the very next morning, I set up a date with another chick. And this chick was quite, um, she was, you know, attraction level five. And she made me game. I had to game her to get the date out of her. I had to, I had to use some quite, quite advanced game on her. And that gave me serious. I mean, yeah, that, that does mean that she could fake. But once I shot her that text, which made her saying, you know, hey, my schedule fills up really fast. And, and you know, I, was, I used the cliffhanger of I'll tell you some horror stories about the dating apps. And I said, oh, she said, oh, really? You've got, and I was like, yeah, I've got loads of them. So I use that whole, I go on lots of dates. Uh, my schedule gets busy really quickly. A lot of people want to hang out, want to meet up. You know, there's a lot of people I need to see, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember quite what I said, but I, I, I framed that. You know, I had to really game her quite hard. I had to mm-hmm. drop some strong games. And that reassured me. I was like, oh, good. Resistance. Yeah. You know? I, I, um, I think that's a good point. I would personally... And, and just from learning in the book, though, uh, I would stay away from telling girls that you have horror stories about dating. You know, I would mm. try to keep everything super positive. positive. Yeah, yeah, super positive about that. But uh, but yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great point. It puts that in their head. Hey, you know, I'm a happening dude. I'm a high value guy. I go out with all sorts of chicks, and it's all about the, you know, 
the pre-selection uh, yeah. psychology. That's it. That's absolutely right. So, so the, what I used it was, uh, was not necessarily the best way, but I was like, as long as you don't tell me you love me before we've even met in person. And I was like, somebody literally just did that dot, dot, dot. And she was like, wait, what? Tell me more. Tell me more. And I was like, let's discuss this in person. My man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a perfect segue too, into saying when you free to meet up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, uh, and so she jumped straight on that. Once she saw that, she was like, her attraction level then bounced up. Um, and, and, and that's it. So, so when someone screens you, asks you questions, uh, gives you the occasional bit of pullback, occasional shit test, that then makes you aware that, oh, this girl's got standards. She's not needy. She doesn't just fuck anything with a pulse, you know, that puts you at ease because we don't want to, you said, don't want to put your dick in crazy. You don't want to put your dick in needy or desperate because fuck that, you know, God knows who she's been with or what she's going to do, what she's done. Yeah. She's going to fucking slash your tires or some shit too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you do, if you do her wrong or something, she's going to fucking come up and key your car. Ugh. Yeah. 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 You don't need that shit. Right. You don't need that shit. <laughs> no. No, that's it. And that's why it's a real privilege to someone when you say, well, I suppose we should go. I suppose this is going to segue us into the next part of the story. Yes. Because I screamed this girl hard and she bit all of the bait that I threw at her. So when you're not sure of their attraction and you throw them some challenges, if they're attracted, they will jump through the hoops that you throw at them. So so then she said, oh, yeah, where's the suspension bridge, which was literally right around the corner. I said, um, Clifton Suspension Bridge is, is quite a tourist attraction, and uh, which is probably why we do so well when we game up there. Um, I said, well, come with us. We're going to show you. And uh, so we were like, they were like, oh, should we stand here? I was like, no, we're going right to the top where the best view is. That's where you can take the pictures. I was like, and then I said, I said, I said, you know, I was like, I'll take a picture. But I said, you should take a picture of me too for my Instagram. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, hey, I'm not your Insta girlfriend, your Insta boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? I'm not your cameraman. Yeah. I was like, you can get some pictures of me as well. Yeah. And, and she was doing... That's smooth, motherfucker. That's, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, there was her and her friend and me and my friend talking. So those two were building rapport with each other, getting to know each other. So her friend and my friend were, were getting to know each other, which meant that she then felt compelled to get to know me. And it kind of had this bubble feeling. We're going in the same direction because we were. And we've got this feeling that we're in some shared context together. We're in this bubble. She knows my friend. I know her friend. Suddenly, we've built a group. And that builds serious comfort, a bit like having your son with you. Suddenly, it's kind of a familiar place. And suddenly, we've been to more, to more than one place together. Does that but, make sense? Yeah. Now, it's like multiple dates in, in one setting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, we get up there, and they start taking pictures. And then me and my mate, we pulled back a little bit and started talking amongst ourselves and just assessing the situation um and i was like come on let's do a reset let's stay calm you know what i mean because he was like oh i'm just asking boring questions i was like okay well now is a good time to just reset and think about who we want to be from this point forwards 
and so then um you know then then i started then i started screening them and we were like oh we've only got about 10 minutes left and then we're gonna have to go she said oh i think i think five minutes is too much and i said oh no you, you could scare me away in five minutes and she was like no i don't i don't want to scare you away and i was like <laughs> okay I'll, I'll give you that 10 minutes then um and then she or whatever it was i said i was like okay i'll stay with you for a bit i'll give you a chance and then um and then you know they they then had to go and uh i said um i said we should hang out sometime. I said, are you a kind person? Are you kind and are you virtuous? She said, yeah, 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 I'm kind, I'm virtuous. And then, and then I was like, okay, great, put your number in here. Just handed her the phone, said, put your number in here. And right in front of the entire park, in front of her friend, in front of my friend, she said, sure, why not? And then um, after that, we, she actually I, guessed- I just want to say like, uh- when I got out of the Navy for a small bit of time, I did uh, door-to-door office supply sales, and they they yeah. call that they call that assuming the sale. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I I have tapped into this feeling that I am some kind of celebrity who everybody wants to meet, and I have no doubt in my mind. I once I find my flow, obviously those first few approaches always bomb first two to three will always bomb so you need to do at least five in order mm. to get anything from it and and so um you need to get into that flow state we're just having an amazing time you bring the party to the people you are the mayor of the town everyone wants to meet you you're trying to meet as many people as quickly like oh hello 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 did i is anyone i missed out kind of thing a yeah. bit like when you go around clinking the glass with everybody you know it's like when i do a gig when i when i run a gig there are a lot of people who get very offended if I don't come and talk to them. I'll have a queue of people who would otherwise be complete strangers in a bar. For the people, for the people listening, when you say gig, you're you're a musician, right? So you're talking about yeah. like you like your music gigs. That's it. So when I'm when I am the musician for a Friday or a Saturday night booking or any kind of event, there's always loads of people who really are dying to meet me at the end or halfway through and talk to me and you know tell me that they were once a singer in a band or whatever it is they want to say there's a bunch of girls who'll often hit on me but then you know sort of disappear towards the end or halfway through or do you know what i mean i, I won't usually get their number because i'm busy packing kit away or something but um you know there'll be people who are, you know I, everyone in the venue kind of wants to meet the musician it's it's this thing you know that a lot of people want to do and if, if I wasn't a musician there, it would kind of be like, well, who are you coming up and talking to me? Mm. So, you know, you get into that mindset when you are the leader, the boss or the organizer, the host or the, the showman of, of the night, everyone wants to meet you. And so you, you're completely non-needy. You're completely chilled. They're kind of doing all the work for you and you're sort of letting them all come to you. And so you're going in with that vibe of, hey, well, everyone wants to meet me. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was rocking that. How, how, how do you do that without coming across as over arrogant? I mean, arrogance, uh, arrogance is a little, is pretty important. I think chicks kind of dig. They love someone, it. They, they, they like a guy who's a little arrogant, a little cocky, but you can overdo it, you know? So yeah, you, you have to genuinely be interested in people. Mm. You have to be trying to put the smile on their face. Okay. So 
that's that's the way it is it's that giving thing that Corey does you include everyone in the joke you you know ask them how they're doing and and genuinely care about that so even if you're just walking by you know oh good to see you um you're doing it from a place of giving not from a place of taking got it it's kind of like uh have you have you read or listened to how to win friends and influence people uh no but it's next i think it's next on my list it's uh he talks about that like one of the best qualities someone can have is if you want to win friends and influence people is to genuine genuinely be interested in them and yeah. you know uh take an interest in what they're interested in and mm. it works every time oh yeah always so that's it really is is that we're there to it's the same when I'm doing my, my gigs as a musician, I play to the people. A lot of people, uh, musicians, get very frustrated that they haven't had half the success that I've had because there's one key difference. I gauge the audience. It's almost like I gauge their attraction. I find out what kind of a mood they're in by what, watch what they respond to and go, ah, they responded to... Um, you know, Take Me Home by John Denver. That means they're also going to respond to Sweet Caroline because they're in that kind of mood. Mm. Or, you know, oh, okay, they like the quiet song like Scarborough Fair. That means they're in that kind of mellow mood. That means they're also going to love um, something like Me Shell by the Beatles. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm like, ah, oh, I've gauged where you guys are at. Dude, that's the, I think that's the sign of a true entertainer. I, I, you, as you can tell in my background here, people listening can't see, but you know, I always have my belts up. I'm a yeah. huge like pro wrestling nerd. And one of the things that uh, if you ever listen to these old school pro wrestlers like Ric Flair and, you know, uh, you know, Steamboat, they, they all, they talk about like the old days where everything wasn't scripted. They would go out and basically the matches you used to see back in the eighties was all improv and they mm. would do everything based on listening to the crowd's reaction to shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah, it's the same, same kind of thing, I guess. Right. You're yeah. gauging what they're responding to. That's it. That's it. And then, and then you basically mold yourself around what they want, but what you have to do, and it's the same in game is you go for the win-win. So I get people who say to me, I get other musicians who say, yeah, but I don't want to play, you know, shit pop songs that I don't like. And I say, well, find shit pop songs you do like. And that's, you know, you find what they like and what you like, where the two worlds come together. Because, you know, I mean, I, I like mainstream music. I do. Um, you know, I love playing things like Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. I love playing things like... I don't know, Blackbird by the Beatles, whatever. I love playing really, really, really popular songs. I have a great time. I'll often put my own kind of spin on it slightly. Um, but, you know, I, I, will, I will pick the ones. Sometimes I'll see one that people really like and I'll be like, nah, that's a popular song, but it's not one that I like. So I find the ones that they love and I love that, that kind of hit the best of both worlds. And, and that's the same how we have to do it in game. We're looking for you know, the, where the two agendas collide. Mm, got it. Got it, man. This is a, this is going to be a long podcast episode. So let's, <laughs> let's take another quick, quick break for a sponsor and then cool. we'll come back and we'll uh, maybe try to try to wrap up your, the story of 
your epic game day. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that weird to, that I do yeah. that? Oh, yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you uh, took these chicks to a bridge. You mm. made them be your photographer. You qualified them. You did um, a lot of fear of loss type stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. So continue. So I. <laughs> I, uh, we ended up kind of like not going then and just, uh, for some, somehow we got onto the, how old are you guess my age thing. And, uh, I often like to do that and then tease them about getting it wrong or, you know, like I like to guess their age wrong. Well, I completely got that completely wrong and I still don't know what it was. Um, but then, uh, we got to the point where she guessed my age two years older than, than what it is, which is going to be funny if anyone heard the last po podcast, because that's the technique that I use. Um, that's a teasing tactic I use. So this chick did it on me. And I, I mean, do I really look 32? I'm 30. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I see. Uh, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day because there's that gas, uh, gas station chick I keep telling you about. Oh, yeah. And I, it plays over in my head, like, okay, what, what, what am I going to say to her and all this stuff? And one of the things that I'm like in the back of my head, cause I have all this gray and shit, you know, and she mm. looks like she's young. Like she looks like she's either in her late twenties, early thirties. I I'm wondering like, is she going to ask me how old I am? And I'm like, I'm going to straight up come like come at her and say, Oh, I'm 65. I just work out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I eat, uh, you know, I eat enough McDonald's. That's why I look young. Yeah, it's preserved. <laughs> All the preservatives have gone into my body, girl. Yeah, I'm going to live forever. Exactly. <laughs> All there's right. Another, there's three more things that I like to do. Oh, I don't have time. How about we meet in person? I'll tell you. Oh, I like that. Yeah. There's three other techniques I use to stay looking this young. The first, oh no, I, I gotta go. Yeah, something like that. Genius. Oh, Luke, you are a genius. <laughs> Thank you, that's very kind. Very kind. <laughs> if, if a girl said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right, I think. <laughs> nice. You so, made it. So you got, uh, you got these chicks' numbers. Yeah. You handed them the phone. Uh, were, they, were these the only numbers you got, or you got? Uh, on that particular one, that was the only close. So, so out of the 13, there uh -huh. were two who had genuine desire, but one of them got cock blocked by her friend. Mm -hmm. So the ones that I met at the bench, well, the, what, the first set of, set of girls that I, that I fought for the bench with, um, one of them liked me. She was from Moldova, um, which is in Eastern Europe, which I sort of, luckily guessed i had no idea it just sounded like she was um and this one was the one who got cock blocked by her friend who said no 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 we're we're drinking with other people tonight but i could see her like wanting to to say something but not so, i call that um when a when a, a woman does it to another woman i call it clam jamming clam jam it's really <laughs> hard i feel really bad for the girl who got jammed because you know she missed out yeah, their um, their loss. <laughs> that's it, and that that's the crucial mindset again. That you are that celebrity, you are that legend, you are that event host that everybody wants to meet. 
So, you know, I was thinking, so <laughs> further down the line, something I started doing recently, I think you've seen it on my texting. I do it on the text and now I'm doing it in thingies is even though I approach them and they reject me, I say, thank you for your interest. Yeah, I saw that. You, one of them was, uh, you told some chick, thank you for your application or something. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like it was a job application. So the whole time, you know, the seller and the buyer, the whole time I'm getting so good at framing myself as the, as the buyer, as you know, well, why, why should I hang out with you? You know, are you a good person? Are you kind? Are you virtuous? I genuinely want to know that. <laughs> so these questions, I genuinely want to know. So they can feel that I'm not just using some silly script from some game template. Like I've, I've looked at the, at the formula. I've looked at the idea of what these game artists are doing. And then I've tweaked it so that it fits what I want to say. Strangely enough, with Corey, a lot of what he says does fit the way I think and speak. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm not even going to edit that. You know, so tell me something interesting and fun or was it interest unique and exciting about you? Like that's brilliant. A lot of his comebacks as well. It's just like, I, I don't need to edit a single word. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So his, after, his stuff is pretty good. That's why we're all here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I uh, get very suspicious when people sort of post on the page and go, Oh, I've been texting this girl for three weeks now. And I think she's beginning to get turned off. It's like, you think, do you, have you read the bloody book for fuck's sake? And all these guys jump in and start giving them advice. I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop. This guy, you know, I think I said that today. Did you see that comment? I was like, this is only for people who've read the book. Yeah. I, I didn't even ask. He sent. You know, I was going to say one of, the, one of the first like two comments, someone said, you need to listen to Paul's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I commented. I said, uh, texting is for, you know, setting dates. And I said, listen to the second episode which was that one of the reasons why i did that episode on texting because texting is such a big thing and yeah clearly guys that haven't you know maybe they've re read the book once or skimmed it or something they still don't I, get it they still don't get that you text it you're not going to ever form that relationship with a chick over text that you got to do it in person yeah I mean, I really want to believe that they did read it and miss out on the fact that they say that about a thousand times. I mean, he's sort of like, you know, wait till Tuesday, set another date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they read it like 10 years ago. I don't know. Um, but uh, so when she guessed my age wrong, I was like, oh, that's a bit insulting. I was like, I don't think we can hang out anymore. And when I say that every time, especially say that to a beautiful woman, they, they smile. They're like, yeah. yes, resistance. Finally, someone has standards because she clearly has guys falling at her feet all day. I was like, whoa, I'm not sure I'm going to forgive you for that. And then she was like, no, 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 please, please forgive me. Please, I do want to hang out with you. And I was like, oh, we've got, what's that? That's like a six or a seven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting till Tuesday and then I'm going to hit her up. My man. All right. Yeah. I, and, I'm, um, I'm dying to know like the conclusion of this, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm You'll all be, in on this story. Yeah. You will be one of the first to know. Um, so, so there it is, you know, Corey says it's roughly one in a hundred. Is it one in a hundred or something? Or is that just general knowledge? Like most women aren't into you. 
Yeah, nice. yeah. He, I, I, what he says in the book, I just finished listening to it like the eighth time. He says you, you have to have the mindset that they all are interested in you. He said, but the truth of the matter is most of them won't be. Mm. You know, so, but the fact that you went out, you talked to like 13 different chicks and you closed the number. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I think that's a, a high average, actually. That's actually pretty well done. Yeah. So I, I found one of the one in a hundred that would and who didn't get, was it clam jammed? Yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah, get yeah. clam jammed by your friend? Exactly. Because the other one clearly did. She made it blatantly obvious. I think she even, did she even reach out and touch me? I, I'm not sure she might have done. Um, I think she did at one point. I can't remember quite. But, um, you know, the other one was, but her friend totally blocked it. So it, it, the amount of contextual external factors that you just don't get on a dating app. But the thing is, when you do this, you have to go out with a realistic goal. And so this time we just said, because the, the time before really bombed because it was raining and there was hardly anyone around. So we just did one approach, which would have been the warm up and bombed, as you always do on the first one. So we said, look, today's objective is just to have some successful interactions where we have a good time mm -hmm. and walk away going, well, that was a good approach. The, the objective wasn't to close. That's it. See, that's a great mindset. Cause, uh, it, I, I, I talk so much about dating essentials for men. Cause it's such a yeah. fucking great book. Um, he talks about, uh, going out with, you know, not having the mindset of, uh, or f not focusing on outcome, just yeah. go out and then just say, you know what, I'm going to talk to, 20 chicks and that's that's your whole outcome or like yep. like that's the only thing that your your objective is it's not i'm not necessarily going to get a date i'm not necessarily going to get a number i'm just going to go out and talk to 20 chicks that's it and and to give your presence and to put a smile make people smile and laugh that's what Corey does that's all i wanted to do mm -hmm. and from that you know there's a girl who says i want to date you and gives me her number i was like damn <laughs> fucking magic oh. yeah i mean whether the logistics are going to work to actually make it happen you know i don't know but uh you know it's definitely given me a huge boost that two of them were very interested and one of them didn't get clam jammed out of 13 i mean if if the average amount is one in a hundred i would say you know well there was the one and then one of them was just not available at that point mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know uh it's it, it's just hard in general to approach chicks in groups you yeah. know and a lot of that is because uh not only do chicks not want to come across as being like easy or slutty you know to you but they also don't want to come across as being easy and slutty to their friends. That's it. So there's a huge amount of stigma. Now, I found something last night, which, uh, well, my, my friend sent it to me. I'm going to quickly talk about it. I haven't even completed the video yet, but I posted it on that meme where someone says, who would you approach and how would you do it in the club, right? With the big group of girls. Yeah. Now, this was genius. So what the guy does, he forces an IOI. Now, Corey talks about this. What he does is he'll like click and point at them. He'll be doing a funny dance or he'll raise his glass or wave, right? Okay. 
then he will watch their response. If it's kind of like, nah, not really that interested, or they've given him a funny look, he yeah. knows that he's going to need to use a lot of game. It's probably not worth it. If they give him an enthusiastic response or a slightly nervous smile, but they kind of liked it, then he knows exactly how much game, what kind of game. And this is the, this is the bit. So before he even goes in, he's established a bit of rapport with that girl, a bit of a bubble. But then this is the good bit. He goes up and says, oh, hey, how have you been? So her friends think they already know each other. So he's saving both of them from stigma. Mm, that is pretty smart. Yeah. And from there, he even was talking. Now, I, I haven't, again, I haven't studied it fully, but I think he then said, oh, Debbie and Sean are in the next room. I really want to introduce you. Or like, you know, they, even, they, they wonder how you like something like, oh yeah, you must be dying to meet them or see them. And so it's like, you know, the two of you are playing this make-believe together. And if she's highly invested, the chances are she probably would go with it. Now, I haven't tested this because of the whole COVID this, COVID that. But sure. when I'm back in the bars again, I am totally hitting that one. That does seem plausible that it, it could work. One thing I want to try, someone on the page mentioned it too under, uh, I think it was that same, that same post. But uh, it, it's exactly what uh, the what the guy said is basically the same thing that Corey suggests in the book, which is uh, you and your wingman. If you should have a wingman to do this, you walk yeah. into a, a a bar and you go up to all the different groups of chicks and you, you know, hey, what's up, ladies? Are you guys having a good time? And you know, and then they sort of think that you have something to do with the club, and then you yeah. just go, and then you eventually someone will bite. You're basically throwing out some bait and someone's going to bite. <laughs> oh yeah. I've done a version of that back in the meetups. Uh, I was amazing actually. That was back when I was still with alpha activation. Cause mm -hmm. he was the guy who mentored me in the first place. I don't know if I've ever shown you that guy. He's amazing. Yeah, no, you told me about him. He's on Instagram. He has about yeah. 5,000 followers or so. His shit. Yeah. I, I love his quotes every day. Like, yeah. like if they pop up on Instagram, I'm like fucking genius. <laughs> he, he he is phenomenal. Now, me and him used to do a version of that where we would go to social events and we would, uh, we would actually like build groups of people and introduce people to each other and stuff. And, and I would do that in a way where I'm not actually focusing on any particular woman. So I'd just be chatting to all the guys, winning them all over. I used to dress like a celebrity as well. I still do because um, that sparks a lot of interest as well. And just, just not really focusing on the chicks at all and just, just get, and making all the men laugh at my jokes and, and, and genuinely being interested in them and winning all the guys over. And then what do the girls do? They have to come and see what it's all about. You know, um, I'll say this and then we should probably wrap up because we're almost at an hour. But uh, what's his name? Morgan Freeman in an interview talked oh, about... Yeah talked about how he he never chases women he like yeah. his whole life he never chased them he said uh he goes you don't have to he goes women are like horses they're curious he's like you go up to him and you 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 know maybe say something nice to him and walk away at a bar he's like they're gonna wonder what you're all about and they're gonna eventually come up to you and i was just like that's fucking hilarious it also helps that you're morgan fucking freeman but <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I do look quite similar to him, actually, to be fair. I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see the resemblance. <laughs> All right, um, man. Um, I was going to say, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, and then, um, and then uh, we can keep talking after this. Yeah, right? man, I think, I think that would be good. Okay. Well, thanks for having, uh, for coming back on. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if you, if you like doing this, you have like an open invitation. Like we should do this all the time. Cause you have great shit. Great shit. Uh, <laughs> thanks man. Yeah. And it, it's good. It's an incentive for me to go out and practice what I, what I preach really to go out there and run that game and, you know, continue to work hard on, on getting successful dates without, without uh, making that the center of my life. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. Holy hell, that was a long episode. If you've made it this far, I sincerely thank you for staying with us. I got so much out of that conversation with Luke because like a lot of guys on the page, I really haven't had a lot of opportunities to do live pickups because I live in the middle of nowhere. All of my success thus far has been with dating apps. So hearing his method of live approach is so helpful and inspiring. Hopefully you agree, but even if you don't, we'd like to hear what you think. Please create a post on the 3% Man Facebook page mentioning this episode and tag both Luke and I in it, and we'll have a conversation about it on the board. On that note, we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it. Get it.